Welcome to the one and only Interior Design Book Podcast. Decorating by the Book, hosted by Susie Chase from her dining room table in New York City. Join Susie for conversations about the latest and greatest interior design books with the authors who wrote them. Hi, I'm William Abronowitz. I'm a photographer and I have a new book called Country Life, Homes of the Catskill Mountains and Hudson River Valley. You're the author of eight photography books on domestic life, the environment, travel, and voting rights. Your photographs have been featured in nearly every major publication in the world, and your prints are in public and private collections, including the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the Brooklyn Museum, the National Portrait Gallery in London, the Smithsonian, and Bibliothèque Nationale in Paris. Now, when did you realize photography was your thing? Um, when I was 17, I, I got a camera. I used to go to a lot of concerts. I photographed, you know, at the concerts, I photographed my friends. Um, it was the early seventies and, uh, I started there and then my father had passed away that year and I kind of, you know, I was like in a daze and, uh, decided to go to school for who knows what I'm going to do, you know, okay. Accounting economics, I can survive. And I took a photography class. Uh, at Rutgers, which is where I started. And um, two years later, I was at the School of Visual Arts, majoring in photography and taking night classes at the new school and assisting. And I, I just went deep. I had a kind of a rough period in my life at that time. So everything was escapist. You know, music was escapist. Uh, photography was escapist. Everything was escapist. And that's developed into something different. It's your reality. And now it's my reality. Exactly. <laughs> First off, I'd love for you to describe exactly where the Catskill Mountains and Hudson Valley are for those who aren't familiar. Okay. Um, yeah, we tend to be New York centric, but mm-hmm. uh, the, the Hudson Valley is the, you know, the Hudson River, which runs north of New York City. So it's anything that runs on either side of the Hudson River, that's the Hudson Valley. And uh, my book concentrates on a small segment across the Hudson Valley that runs, say, from the, the Berkshires in the east and the Delaware River in the west. And I connected that through the work of Thomas Cole and Frederick Church, whose homes are located across the river from each other. Um, Church was a student of Cole's and just connected creatives along this sort of line I established. And I live on a, on, on the Catskill Mountains, which is an escarpment. It's about um, probably, as the crow flies, maybe about 70 miles north of New York City. And it's a very high escarpment that runs west from the river over towards the uh, Delaware River watershed. So uh, I'm in Margaretville, which is sort of the crest. It's the it's the Catskill Divide, I guess you could call it. The water on on one side of my hill runs towards the Hudson River, and on the other side runs towards the Delaware River. If that hopefully that explains it. I had to close my eyes as I was describing it. <laughs> Well, people are so divided over the definition of upstate New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. What does it mean to you? Well, for twenty, nearly twenty-five years, we lived in Westchester, which is a bedroom community, uh, you know, county north of New York City. Upstate, um, you know, to some people, is way north up the Delaware River near Roscoe, where you know fly fishing is king in the Beaverkill Valley. Um, upstate could be the Adirondacks. So it's upstate is you know to, is to me is where I am. I'm in I'm in I'm in upstate New York, but it's a big 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 area. So the homes and studios you photograph 
photograph for Country Life are close to your house in Margaretville. Talk a little bit about the proximity and how you came to choose these particular homes. These homes are my friends. They're friends of friends. Um, but they're all creatives. They're all strung and threaded across this line that I drew. They're architects, they're painters, the creative directors, writers, set designers, stylists. Um, you know, they're all involved in some aspect of creativity. They, they allow their, their homes to be design laboratories. In a lot of cases, they have a very good visual sense and things are constantly moving. They're not, it's not decoration. You know, it's the evolution of some creative thing that you see that comes from within them. These houses are, are really quite personal. One thing I love about this book is that it's not only about design and architecture. You dig below the surface so we can connect with the intangible qualities of the people living in the book. And I think you just touched on that a little bit. There are intangible qualities and in that, you know, the, the book is visually driven. Hopefully it's full of things that make you curious, but it will, will often take a writer to expand on that visual sense when you can't see everything, you know? So the photographs hopefully conjure up a feeling and then the words, you know, really nail that. They put the frame on it, you know, they give you the sense of smell. I have sort of certain things I want to say, but I'm not a writer. And so I gave my son ideas and he he put it in a very nice poetic form. I think of poetry a lot when I make photographs and the qualities that great literature or poetry give us. And uh, whether it's about silence or sound or about uh, texture and feeling, atmosphere, light, um, those are the things that matter to me. And you get these great, beautifully designed spaces that creative people live in. And, you know, you have this wonderful little opera that goes on inside uh, four walls. Um, what... Was it about Margaretville, a village in the Catskill Mountains, that attracted you and your wife? We came for a visit up here, near here, to Fleischmann's, which was one of those Catskill towns that boomed, you know, during um, the late 1800s, well into the 1900s, and then sort of just kind of quieted. And we came up here to ski at this little mountain, a family mountain, and fell in love. The next week, we were renting up here, and then... A year later, we bought some land and it was inexpensive. It was remote. You know, we brought up sometimes, you know, nine kids to ski. It was just the most beautiful way to spend winter, which I hated. You know, I hated winter. Um, I was just cold all the time. Then I learned how to live with winter by skiing and the proper clothing. You know, it's a pretty simple concept. Apparently, Margaretville was known as the cauliflower capital of the yes. world. <laughs> yes, it was. It was, yes. And we have a cauliflower festival every year in September. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. And uh, it's a community-based event. You know, that's the wonderful thing that you experience. You know, in the West Village, you have, you know, a little, maybe a community street fair. These are kind of our equivalent of that. All the towns around here have farming days. Um, this, you know, the county fairs, it's the end of the, the farming season or the slowdown of the farming season. But yes, it was named for Margaret Livingston, who was uh, one of the daughters of Robert Livingston. And uh, she had her home just uh, north of where I am. So and my mother's name was Margaret. And uh, so it, it just seemed to be the right thing. There is a photo on the contents page I would love you to chat about. It shows six people jumping into, I think, a river, and all are either mid-jump or mid-dive. That's a, that's a photograph of uh, my kids and some friends 
um, during the summer months. The you know it, it, it's a photograph that I made on our property in our pond. And one of the things I wanted to say in the book, aside from this deep natural place that you're in, that, you know, it's just so much fun being here. You know, outdoor, if you're into outdoor activities, man, this is, this is the place. And in the summertime, you know, that photograph to me was just joy. The uh, pages around it are, you know, quiet evolutions through the seasons. And, uh, but that one is about joy and fun. There seems to be a thread throughout the book that kept jumping out at me, and that is the reverence for the Native Americans. Black Lives Matter movement kind of opened up a conversation that we had to have for a very long time about who, what, where, and when, you know, in in relationship to the history of this country. And no matter where we stand, whether you're in the West Village or in Kansas or in Missouri or in Texas um, or in upstate New York, you weren't the first one here. You know, Um, nature ties you to history, um, natural history. It ties you to geology. And, and and the history of evolution and humanity, to me, best exemplified through Native Americans, you know, how they lived with the land. We can see in the paintings of coal and church, those open spaces were done through sustainable farming that Native Americans had uh, had been doing up in this area in the Hudson Valley. Drive two hours due north from Manhattan and you'll run into Melora yep. Kuhn's home in Germantown, New York, one of my faves in the book. Her big white farmstead is my dream come true. Could you chat a little bit about Melora? Yeah, she uh, Melora is a painter that I was introduced through a friend of hers and my wife, um, who has a location business, represents houses up here. And so there was a connection. That's another way I get to find houses. My wife's Andrea Raisoff has a location business. And so I get like sort of first look at things she's finding and she's always looking, you know, that's her business. And so Melora's house is a farmhouse just outside the center of Germantown, which is a tiny little enclave settled by the Germans um, in, I believe it was the 1700s. And her home is probably one of the original farmsteads there. Her studio is located in a beautiful red barn right next to that white home you described, the farmhouse. You know, talk about the expression of a person in the place in which they live, you know, but then... You look at the walls and you see the depth of life that had been there before her. And she uses that history in her artwork. And um, she's a fantastic painter. And, you know, the balance between these two structures is just unique. And it's unique to her. That's one of the things I wanted to do in every house, you know, to show what is unique about this individual that warrants this placement, you know, in, in a book. In the book, Xander described Melora's home. He wrote, its rooms are grounded by old wooden floors and uplifted by walls painted white and tender shades of blue. Some surfaces are left exquisitely raw. Wallpaper peeling in perfect little ringlets suggests there's something unseen beneath the surface. Right. Oh, my goodness. Without reading what Xander wrote, I described that to him and he put it in those terms, which is a lot better than my lengthy description of a physical place. You know, he just did it in such a nice, concise, poetic way. Now to my segment called Home, where I ask you to describe one memory of your childhood home. And please start by telling us where it was located. My childhood home was in Bayonne, New Jersey. It was on the second floor 
apartment. It was a small bedroom with two bunk beds and four kids, my uh, three siblings. I'm the oldest. And uh, it was small and dark and right off the kitchen. And it was usually where I had to go when I was punished. So I'm not so sure. I have fond childhood memories, you know, but when I was 10, we moved to another place and I had another bedroom and that one kind of became my sanctuary. Um, I was the oldest, so I got, uh, you know, it was paneled walls and a stereo and a little window outside and uh, instead of into an air shaft. So that's my childhood bedroom. Where can we find you on the web and social media? My website is williamabranowitz.com or at Art and Commerce, which is my agency. Uh, there's a very lovely site dedicated to my work on that site. Well, this has been just terrific, and I adore your new book. Thank you so much for coming on Decorating by the Book podcast. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure to talk to you. And if you need any help with the upstate real estate, you let me know. Follow Decorating by the Book on Instagram. And thanks for listening to the one and only interior design book podcast, Decorating by the Book.